Even the Mexicans are tired of what is going on at the border. The Mexicans are at one point stating that they are helping the United States. Then they're saying there was no deal to help. It's as if nobody knows what they've said or done. Miscommunication or just political effects. You name it, you say it, you call it like the way you want to see it. But the most explosive thing and not the caravan, because I can glide right over that because I've been talking about that for over a week and a half. Like President Trump said, they're not coming in our country. No one is coming in our country unless they come in legally. So we don't really have to ponder on that. We already know the fake news are exposed. Jim Acosta, who was educating our president on how peaceful these migrants are, is nowhere to be found for comment. And also, oh, just one mention. There was a woman that scaled the wall and impaled herself on some rebar. Now, she's in uh, the United States being treated for her injuries. I think uh, she was uh, injured on her side and her buttocks. She was with two small children. They were evaluated if they had any uh, injuries and then released back to uh, our Border Patrol agents. While she is being treated at the hospital, which I kind of guessed when I wrote it up, uh, I wrote up a small article advising everyone that this happened, and I kind of made an educated guess saying, you watch there be immigration attorneys standing there by her side at the hospital and possibly even attempting to sue the U.S. government for having rebar there and getting hurt. Again, there's Tori's crystal ball, huh? I really thought it would be Avenatti, <laughs> but it wasn't. So we'll have more on that as it develops. Again, you can go to ToriSays.com. Everything we talk about here on the radio is usually written up and published. I have a bunch of authors that um, publish their articles where they've put somewhere else or just exclusively for Tori Says. Feel free to visit. And all we've been talking about for the past two weeks I've actually written up as the nightmare before Christmas. Now, another thing I've been talking about a lot, because I knew it was going to be the hottest topic ever, and it was uh, within just a week, uh, three huge conservative voices have been silenced from Twitter and Facebook. Now, free speech. That's something that I've been saying again and again and again, just how important it is that we have it. And it is important for people to understand what free speech is. Free speech is ugly. It is messy. There will be things you will see, hear, and read about that you don't want to see. And as an adult, what do you do? If you're on the internet, you close that browser. If you're on Twitter and you see that fly by your stream, what do you do? Block them. You know, that's what adults do. Adults, when they don't like something they hear, they walk away. I can be in the presence of people at a bar and they'll start saying racial slurs or things that I just don't like. I can turn around and say my piece and walk away or just walk away. But I'm not going to go to the bar owner and say, please take them out of your establishment because I don't like what I hear. This is exactly what is going on on social media. We have people, adults, right? Adults that literally ask Twitter to remove people because they don't like what they're saying or what they see. I can probably say that if there was a bet open to see how many uh, reports uh, President Trump gets on his tweets, I guarantee you there's at least 100,000 a day. So basically, where we're at is that these people require a nanny to navigate the internet. They need someone to hold their hand and say, don't worry, I'll make this person that said something that offends you leave forever so you're safe. In the great words of our first president, he said, if the freedom of speech is taken away, then dumb and silent, we may be led like sheep to the slaughter. 
This is why the First Amendment is first. It is the most important element of a free country in order to function in a democratic fashion. This is why it's first. Now, there's a lot of people that can say, well, because I've had actually colleagues and friends and people that actually, uh, I would say, would be considered close acquaintances of Liz Crokin and Laura Loomer and even Jesse Kelly, who said, well, you know, maybe they should have held their tongue. Well, you know, maybe they should have said they shouldn't have said that. I'm like, why? Why not? Everybody else can say what they say. I mean, that's the whole point of free speech. Besides, they never said anything that wasn't substantiated or wasn't factual. It wasn't like, I don't know, like the other person who is that um, that woman that uh, works for the Times that said all white men must die. Or how they're all disgusting and sexist, etc. Now, you know, that could be a little bit threatening or hate speechy. But hey, you know, she could say whatever she wants. She's an Asian American woman with like, uh, what is it? Is it blue now or green hair? Whatever. She could say whatever she wants. Because that is the glory of free speech. You know, when Gab was created... I signed up um, after seeing a lot of my friends sign up and kind of try to navigate it. But it was uh, web-based. It wasn't working well for me. And I was like, "Mm." you know, it's kind of like people transitioning from the iPhone to the Android. I don't know if I like it. I can't get used to it. Well, I have to say, Gab is probably the only place on the Internet that's a social media network People are talking about MeWe too, but mm, so I would say Gab for me preference, the only place where free speech actually lives. It has features just like, you know, most social media platforms we know. It's like a Twitter slash Facebook brought into this century um, type platform. You can, you know, say you have a friend that tweets a lot. You know, here's my cat, and you see like 10 pictures of their cat consecutively. You can mute them, you know. It means that you haven't unfriended them, but they're not invading your timeline. You can block people, kind of block, that's it, done. They don't see you, you don't see them, everybody's happy. I've had to do that because, again, like I said, free speech is messy. Free speech is ugly. It's not all roses, Because not everyone's going to agree with what you believe or what you think. And there are a lot of people that are racist and biased. Superficial people. They exist. They exist. It's not like they don't exist. But what do you do? Exclude yourself means block, mute, don't take part. That's what grownups do. So the beauty about Gab is that we can actually communicate just like every other social media platform without restrictions. And obviously, you know, this is hurting uh, platforms like Twitter and Facebook and and even big giants, you know, like Apple. Uh, This is why they won't allow apps to be created in their stores because they know they own, uh, you know, the majority. Well, they do. It'll be either Android for Google Play for Android apps or, you know, Apple. I I don't know if there's an Amazon app, but it doesn't matter. It's web-based. It's optimized. So if you use it on your mobile phone, I can tell you it works better on my phone browser than it does on my computer sometimes on updating. So now everyone who appreciated the news that Laura Loomer... Liz Crokin and uh, Jesse Kelly's opinions on matters. Um, you know, you could probably find them. Uh, I know for sure Liz and Laura on our, are, are on Gab. You can follow them there. You don't have to use Twitter. 
And after the break, I'll tell you where you can find this write-up, but I'll discuss it now. I've been saying that Twitter and Facebook seem to be censoring conservatives. And throughout history, one thing that was that we can see is repetitive. And this is why our founding fathers made the first amendment first is that if you spoke against the government, you would be silenced. They would chop your head off. They would imprison you. Uh, You'd be exiled from your country, stoned, you know, maimed through the streets, you know, shamed, you know, it's happened throughout history. Even Jesus was speaking against supposed authority and he was crucified. Yes. So what do we know? That your government usually silences you when you speak against them. And like I said, coincidentally, I was banned from Twitter the minute I started exposing these memorandums of understanding through big league politics that the FBI had with our state police. Suddenly I was banned for a tweet from like months ago that was not really a threat or hate speech. So if it isn't our government because supposedly, right, we have President Trump. So I don't believe the Trump administration would want to silence people like Jesse Kelly, myself, Liz Crokin, or Laura Loomer and Alex Jones. Like, I don't think that's something the Trump administration would do. So that means that there is an authority that we are speaking against that wants to silence us. Who's that authority? Who's that king or queen that we are defying and exposing and talking about that want to silence us? Who are they? And today, the write-up that I did will show you exactly who they are. And this story of who they are is not something that began yesterday or with Trump's inauguration. This began in the late 80s. And the earliest article that I could find, I cited at some point, was from 2006. And that article will blow your mind. In addition, the mainstream media outlets like BuzzFeed and The Guardian and um, even, oh wait, Uh, not Politico, The Times and The New Yorker and Newsweek, in the early thousands, even up until 2012, 2013, and even some at 2014, they reported about this. They reported of these dangers in manipulating social media. They reported on how they can manipulate political outcomes, how they can manipulate your emotions with something called sock puppets. Now, something that a lot of people don't remember or haven't um, come come by as a fact is that in 2008, during the elections between McCain and Obama, they attributed Obama's landslide gain against McCain because he used social media. It was the first time that social media networks were used to promote something of this nature. Political debates happened. News were being reported. And it was the first time that something like this had ever happened. So it was kind of historic. But I'll tell you that the person responsible, the father of fake news, the father of killing free speech is from Texas. So before I get to him, because he did his damage about six years ago, I'll tell you how it all started. So a while back, the Pentagon had decided that social media, or I would say the internet, was a plethora in, in, in having access to a lot of people. 
It was where everyone would go that was curious to find information. It was clear that uh, this was going to be used this way since we saw that the mainstream media was talking about, hey, find us on Twitter. Hey, find us on Facebook when people weren't really on those networks, remember? So what they did was they, they found that they could manipulate perceptions of people based on the information that they received. So what they did was they, um, they started to um, feed data and collect data. So specifically, and we're talking about Twitter, and this is why I say Gab is the only place that you can trust to get impartial feeds, is that in 2011, the Pentagon literally created algorithms and specific software to monitor and influence Twitter. So keep in mind, this is not going to happen without Twitter knowing. I had written an article a few months ago on big league politics um, where I talked about, uh, you know, the internet giants and what they're doing. I've pretty much tried to, in a very soft way, advise people that these people are not private companies. They do not work for their shareholders. They work for the government. Now, this military project executed through the Pentagon was to monitor the Twitter debates going on about uh, Chelsea Manning's, then known as Bradley Manning's, pretrial hearings. So, bottom line is they were seeing how we debate, how it amplifies. And then what they did was they created bots and what what were called then sock puppets to drive conversations and measure that influence. Now, I don't think people understand just how important this piece of information is. Because when you have someone like Jack Dorsey sitting in the House of Congress ignoring pleas from Laura Loomer saying, uh, President Trump, please help us. He's lying. Yes, he is lying because he can't tell them because they probably don't even have the clearance that, yes, we are in cahoots with many organizations of the intelligence community. Specifically, did you know that DARPA had also funded a program to uh, monitor, record, and analyze actions and reactions of Twitter users? The same thing Facebook did on how to um, Facebook did like this experiment uh, that was reported, I think, let me just see, I think it's 2012. It was 2014. The Guardian reported about it, how Facebook literally created an experiment to see how they can manipulate people's emotions by their newsfeed. So next time someone says that, oh, Twitter was just silencing people that were racist or extremist or how the mainstream media like to call it alt-right. I mean, what does that even mean? It just means we're not saying what you want us to say. So remember, They're not impartial. They are in bed with the government. But like we've already understood, we definitely know it's not President Trump. We definitely know that. So then that would infer that there's a government within our government, a.k.a. the deep state. I think people are starting to understand just how big of a problem our president has tackling this. So I've been doing my homework and I've written kind of a almost in-depth. I've pinpointed the father of fake news. And fake news doesn't mean just, you know, par- talking heads on our screens. It means the social media feeds we see and the things that are published online and on paper. Fake news doesn't mean that someone report something wrongfully, you know, kind of like Martin Luther King Jr. missing from, you know, the White House or misspeaking 
or just saying something completely made up. Fake news is legalized propaganda. And I will point out to show you that Obama's legacy is now even more threatened by the recent tweet by President Trump. He said, well, CNN is such fake news. Oh, let me pull up the tweet to read it exact for you. He said, while CNN doesn't do great in the United States based on ratings outside of the U.S., they have very little competition. Throughout the world, CNN has a powerful voice portraying the United States in an unfair and false way. Something has to be done, including the possibility of the United States starting our own worldwide network to show the world the way we really are. Great. Now, that sounds like the government wanting to create its own internet, which means that the government would control it. And a lot of people are constantly saying, well, we never had fake news until we got a fake present. That's one of the most liked tweet responses to the president. But hear this. A government-derived internet that is an open-sourced public place means that the only regulations they can actually impose are criminal regulations. So if speech is not criminalized, then the only fallback on this would be that no one would own it. You wouldn't be able to claim domains because right now, think about it. Who owns the internet? Can you count them on one hand? Who owns domains and kicks you off if they don't want you? Ask Alex Jones. Ask everybody else who has a platform that have their websites taken down because they don't agree with the content they publish. Kind of sounds like the internet is sequestered into very few hands. This tweet threatened them even more. And you know, I'm all about less government. But him creating a public, open-sourced internet would be fantastic. Because here's what he can do. He can give his answer to silencing conservative voices or silencing Americans in general. It doesn't have to be conservative. It could be anything. He can answer that by creating this open source network. But he can also answer it by striking just a few laws that were enacted in 2012 and signed and on the dotted line in the nth hour of Obama administration. Two laws. Two laws that destroyed the press, that made propaganda legal. And I've been saying it over and over again. I think I was on the Hagman report maybe two years ago, and I said... We need to look at the National Defense Authorization Act, the one signed in 2013 and the one in 2016. We need to take a look. It's the 2012 sign, sorry, and 2016 sign, which would be the NDAA of 2013 and the NDAA of 2017, both signed under Obama. That's where we need to look. And we'll get into that, and I'll tell you where you can see the write-up just after the break. We've got five minutes of advertising to go, and I want you to just sit on that for a second. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, Hey, try this. Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. 
and you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2978-855-700-2978-855-700-2978. That's 855-700-2978. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable my pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code REDSTATE. That's one 800 961 Promo code Red State. Put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow, the most comfortable pillow you will ever own. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. All right, so this is the second half of the show. I feel like I don't have enough time today, but we need to find out who this father of fake news is. Now, I don't know if many of you are familiar with something called the Smith-Mund Act. That was actually passed in 1948 and um, protected U.S. citizens from deliberate propaganda that we would push to other countries about our country. This sounds really Orwellian, but it's true. So this guy in Texas, 13th Congressional District, right? This guy has been a congressman for the 13th Congressional District of Texas for 24 years. Talk about career politician, right? Mac Thornberry is his name, and he's supposedly a Republican. He's the one that made, he made the proposal where he introduced the bill to the House to amend the Smith-Mund Act. He called it the Smith-Mund Modernization Act. And this was done in order to amend the original Smith-Mund Act. That prohibited, remember, the Smith-Mund Act prohibited the domestic distribution of propaganda that has been produced for foreign audiences. So if, you know, something went down here that we didn't want people to know about, uh, we would then lie to them and provide other countries information and be like, you got to just run with this. This is This is the facts. But it protected us from getting that same information. So this guy introduced this bill, and specifically the preamble is to amend the United States Information and Educational Exchange Act of 1948 to authorize the domestic dissemination of information and material about the United States intended primarily for foreign audience and for other purposes. So basically, to just make this in layman terms, it would legalize domestic distribution of manufactured information and material about our country 
that is supposedly for foreign persons, but for other stuff too, meaning here. At that point is when we saw that um, mainstream media had um, permanent seats on the seventh floor. At that point, we realized just how this Orwellian warfare was, you know, growing and getting bigger. Basically, this bill, according to BuzzFeed, okay, BuzzFeed said the tweak to the bill would essentially neutralize two previous acts. The Smith-Mund Act of 1948 and the Foreign Relations Authorization Act of 1987 that had been passed to protect U.S. audiences from our own government's misinformation campaigns. Keep in mind, this was published by BuzzFeed in 2012. Their own words. So basically, now you have to understand this. It's coming together. We've had DARPA, you know, and other various uh, organizations within our government and the intelligence community creating experiments and working with all these social media platforms to create, analyze, and manipulate information that we see. Basically, all the ammo that we had in our legislation to protect us from domestic propaganda this trend began in 2008 when it was when successfully the Obama administration implemented social media in their political campaign they saw just how successful this is they created the bots they created the sock puppets these narratives that we keep seeing from the left talking about russian bots talking about chinese bots is ridiculous they created them. Cost Daily even had published an article back in 2011 or 2012 stating um, that they believe that the comments or conversations, let me pull that, oh gosh, I don't have it up, um, but they were complaining how their conversations and um and the way uh, their comments are being driven on their sites are being manipulated by government stock puppets, a.k.a. bots in 2018. This has been going on and on. So it's not something new or something unexpected to see when the government, and not the government, Trump admitted, the deep state, the government that we are speaking against, the authority that has no name, no such agency, that one nestled inside the National Defense Authorization Acts of 2013 and 2017, both passed by President Barack Hussein Obama, are why we are where we are today. This is why Twitter can ban you and I and even people with millions of followers at the drop of a hat and not see repercussions because they have an agreement. They have an agreement with the government, not, I should restate that, not the transparent government, but the deep state. How do you fix that? The president, with a stroke of a pen, can strike out both those Acts that were embedded into the National Defense Authorization Act of 2013 and 2017 with the stroke of a pen. He can do that. But will it nullify the agreements that they have? Will it allow them to be safe from prosecution for violating our rights as Americans? For colluding with the deep state. This is how deep it is. When Trump says fake news, he doesn't mean people that say things about him he doesn't like. Because he's okay with that. One thing we've learned about Donald Trump is that he can accept criticism. He may not like it, but he's totally okay with it. I'm pretty sure when he sits at the White House and he gets criticism, even from, you know, his own people. No, 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 you can't say this. You know, this was wrong. He might be like, yeah, maybe it was because he's human. 
Everyone who is a human will make a mistake and everyone should be able to accept criticism and direction because that's how we grow as people. And Trump is not the type of man that cannot accept criticism. So when he says fake news, he's talking about all of this social media, CNN, CBS, ABC, all these alphabet soup agencies working with them. When he says that he is going after the intelligence community leaking with the press, they weren't really leaking. They all work together. It's in the National Defense Authorization Act of both 2013 and 2017. It's spelled out. There were certain networks that were signed on. They were even given clearance. They are the government. President Trump is trying to fix that. But unfortunately, he has snakes in his midst, like this guy named Thornberry, that literally Texas has been sleeping, standing up, voting for this man for 24 years. This man should have been out on his tush the minute he introduced something like this. He was the one that initiated the bill that changed our ability to fight back against domestic distributed propaganda. He's the one that gave the free pass to CNN to say whatever they want to say. I have a picture that I put on my Gab account um, that I gabbed out, which shows, you know, a person looking at migrants, you know, with his glasses down, AKA, you know, from the 1984 film. And there they are tearing down walls. And the minute he puts the glasses on that are tinted with the word CNN, they look like innocent children. I mean, yesterday there were people at the border streaming live showing just how aggressive they were. But also stills and photos that showed just how orchestrated this was. The Mexican saying, we need international aid because I'm not going to use my people's tax money to feed them. But yet the U.S. can feed them. I mean, if you can't see that everything in front of you is fake news or placed in front of you, I can't help you. This is why I urge everyone to go to Gab. Because now the great thing is, is that Gab has been tainted because they had that, I'm not even going to give him credit for it, whatever, this really bad guy. And now everyone's like, this is where XYZ lives. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Then the intelligence community won't touch them. That's great. Because now we can just all go to Gab and let Twitter analyze its own stuff. Let Facebook do its own thing. I mean, I keep Facebook as a diary and communicating with family. You know, the minute I see... That you, my listeners, and those that follow my writings move to Gab, I will never touch Twitter or Facebook again to talk about anything except for put pictures of my cat, my kids, and funny memes. Because that's the way it should be. We shouldn't have them in our business. It's like letting the CIA just sit there and watch you. And then they'll just manipulate you. You think because you subscribe to a feed that you're going to see what you want? You only see the things from people you follow? How many ads do you see from Twitter? Those have increased. Now that the bots are gone. Free speech. The epitome, the foundation, the starting point for any democratic republic to actually be free is literally hanging by a thread. They are now creating pockets of what they claim and what they deem to be hate speech. And then they demand people to remove people from platforms and even institutions for saying things they don't agree with. Like my example in the bar, if the guy next to me starts saying things like all white women are privileged and, you know, they suck, I can 
just ignore him or move or walk away or have it out with him. But I'm not going to go to the bar owner and tell him to kick him out. That's what babies do. You know, kind of like in kindergarten when one kid says something mean to the other and they go to the teacher, 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 he said this and it hurt my feelings. And then the other kid gets removed from the activities the class is doing and gets put in the corner. This is what Twitter is doing. They are the nanny for those that can't be grownups. And the reason that they're nannying and they're a you know, appeasing these leftists is to show them just how on their side they are and how they're trying to make the place of Twitter, the platform of Twitter safe. I don't need Twitter to tell to make a safe space for me. I could do it myself. I just block people. But also I would like to add just something before I forget Louise Mensch. She is completely off her rocker. That woman makes no sense. If there were pictures of liberals under the definition for liberals, she would be there even though she's in the UK. Can you believe that she tweeted common sense today? Or was it yesterday where she said, remember, she's like super liberal. There is no reason for them to request asylum in the United States when they're safe in Mexico and Mexico offered them asylum. This is the left starting to wake up. You know what the problem is, is that Louise Mensch sees people like me on Twitter or you on Twitter and kind of says, well, hold on a second. That kind of sounds right. Whenever someone would respond to me when I'd tweet about Laura Loomer or Liz Crokin or Jesse Kelly even, you know, being banned from the internet, he's like, yeah, that's good. They should go because, you know, they're hate speech and they should be safe. And I'm like, dude, you need to like pull up your big boy pants because uh, you could just block them. You don't have to see what they say. That's how adults work. You don't report them. And specifically... The Orwellian culture has gotten so out of control that people think they've done good when they think that they've helped get someone banned. Um, There was this guy named Darrell Lucas who said, um, who tweeted out after he found out Liz Crokin was uh, banned from Twitter. He said, I may have gotten Crokin booted for Twitter. And please, Liz, let the door hit you on the way out. You've slandered innocent people long enough and the bill has come due. See, people like Darrell Lucas, who um, have been the successful I would say, variables in these various government and DARPA experiments of manipulating thought and ideas, because I can't see a world where an actual human being with any ounce of intelligence would seek to attack a person advocating to save children from sexual predators that are everywhere. In my state of North Dakota, they're in the highest offices my state can offer. And they know I know. And a lot of people know Liz actually has the integrity and the ability to embrace the freedom of speech and persecuting people who who violate children who commit heinous sex crimes against children and yet this clown decides he's proud because she's destroyed lives well anyone that has violated a child sexually deserves to have their life destroyed because that child didn't ask to be assaulted that child didn't ask to be put in that position And remember, most of these people are people that hold really, really high positions across our nations. And I said nations because it happens everywhere. In our country, one thing all of us have to recognize is from the minute President Trump swore in the amount of arrests of people And their relation to child trafficking and sex crimes against children has been exponentially growing. The amount of people already arrested or indicted are 
greater in numbers within two years of a Trump administration than they have in 20 altogether collectively. President Trump used to associate with these people. And like any adult, he would be in the room, kind of like on a Twitter platform, see all the hate and all the evil. He'd keep his mouth shut and exclude. He wouldn't go out and participate. He wouldn't engage in telling them how disgusting they were. He would just watch learn, know, and arm his children with knowledge, of course. So he is the best in ensuring that they are taken out. That's why they hate Donald Trump. This is why they hate our president. Because he has decided to clean house. And cleaning house, unfortunately, is very complicated in 2018. I can say I don't have access to the information the president has and the limited intel that I have access to that is publicly available, just in case anyone's listening, um, doesn't allow me to understand why he just doesn't strike those laws. Why? And and when I say laws, I've mentioned that it was the uh, Smith-Mund, uh, Modernization Act, but there was also one more and it was um, pushed in. Uh, what was it? It was called the, oh, it's at the tip of my tongue. Oh, it was called the Counterintelligence, oh, Countering Foreign Propaganda and Disinformation Act. That's the one that Obama signed. He signed that on the, at the end of December of 2016, right before he left which was another law that pretty much enabled the mainstream media globally to intervene in a domestic propaganda. So, so remember, the first one allowed the government to distribute propaganda domestically, did not protect us from information that was manufactured by the State Department that was supposedly for foreign eyes, you know, kind of like what, um, you know, uh, North Korea used to do. Um, and they used to tell people what they wanted them to see. They used to tell people, this is what you're going to see. These great military parades, only smiling people. That's propaganda for international eyes. But this this propaganda for foreign eyes now is now propaganda that they use for our eyes. So they insert that in our social media, our news networks. Now here's the kicker. So since that wasn't good enough and because supposedly Russia had bots, it was not any of the government run bots, right? Running experiments and influencing things, right? It wasn't one of them because I'll tell you what, I guarantee you those bots that supposedly promoted President Trump were not their bots. It was probably just some smart American that used their own software against them to counter what they were doing. I'm pretty sure. But anyway, the National Defense Authorization Act that was signed, the 217 that was signed in December of 2016 by Obama included the Countering Foreign Propaganda and Disinformation Act. That was a law that was passed that would allow global channels, so like news channels from the UK, you know, uh, France and Germany to influence or to promote domestic propaganda to us. So whatever was targeted for you and me here in the United States, they would regurgitate back to us on a global platform. So they covered all their bases. Because this Russian narrative really had to stick. Really, really had to stick. This is how the intelligence community, and when we say it, there is no such agency. Mm -mm. There's tons of little alphabet soup agencies in one bucket agency, which we'll call the deep state. Because obviously, Laura Loomer, Alex Jones, Liz Crokin, and Jesse Kelly spoke against an authority. And we all know it's not the president. It's not the president. People saying peddling conspiracy theories. What's a conspiracy theory? 
Just like how there were only like a hundred migrants or the caravan was just women and children. That's a conspiracy theory. But I guess since the mainstream media peddles it, it's true. And the fact that we said it was an invasion, how many people were called conspiracy theorists? Because no, it's not thousands upon thousands of able-bodied men. It's all women and children, peaceful, not armed. Yet they tore down the border the southern border of Mexico, like literally tore it down. And yesterday, the standoff with our border patrol, they were throwing rocks at them, shooting at them, throwing back, you know, the tear gas that they were shooting to keep them back. They were throwing it back. So you're asking to penetrate my borders illegally so that I can feed you, clothe you, and give you health, shelter, and warmth, and you are going to attack me? It was never about asylum. It was never about coming to America to live the dream. It was an invasion. And unfortunately, you know, they can't swim and land on boats. I hope I'm not giving them ideas on the on the east or, or west coast because we've got the Coast Guard. Unfortunately, for countries like Italy, Spain, and Greece that were just open to just dinghies of boats coming in from, you know, the biggest perpetrators, Turkey. You know, they couldn't stop them. They were just too many. And the distance was way too short. That's where we're at, guys. Fake news. And fake news, you know, did you see how last year they tried to roll out this thing in England saying that they're going to crack down on fake news? But you're fake news. Your people are suffering, England. You can't even trade, England. You've lost everything, and the crown is crumbling. And the EU is rising. There's your Reich. There's your socialists coming out from Germany once again. And yet, for some reason, you think you're winning. How's that carbon tax going? That's what we need to focus on. Sourcing facts. Remember, use yourself, duck, duck, go. Get on gab so that way you can have debates and converse with people without having information inserted. Now, tomorrow, I'm pretty sure we're going to have a lot of news from our president. Pretty sure. Because it was a really popping weekend and we're going to be hearing a lot about... this National Defense Authorization Act from 2013 all the way up to 2019. Stay tuned, stay safe, and stay diligent. Remember, use that muscle between your ears and critically think.